This is our first time recording back-to-back episodes. Well, with with the exception of the early days, first time even releasing back-to-back episodes one day after another. So this is kind of a milestone here. This is a big step towards eventually just being daily, full-time podcasters. Um, well, <laughs> no, it is a big week. It's a big week. Um, also, are, are on YouTube now. Yeah, we're just going viral. We're uh, Mr. Beast, Casey Neistat, we're coming for oh, you yeah, guys. guys. Yeah, Jacob's got the hoodie on. So he has studied TikTok. Oh, by the way, TikTok, we've got to follow up. Paxton follow up, sounds man. like... Sounds like Paxson has downloaded TikTok. Are we in the episode now? Are oh, we we're in? in. We're going live. We're we're here. All right. We shouldn't have to ask that anymore. Let's talk. Let's talk TikTok. Yeah. Uh, so we, first we got a message from you yesterday. That, well, we know his first impression. He says it's weird. Is that what you said? Uh, I said it's a crazy place. Okay. Crazy place. That's all. That's all we've heard. So that's all you've heard. Yeah. Uh. So no, you one, said it's a weird place. All right, can 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 you just let me give my analysis? <laughs> well, before you give your analysis, tell us how how much time you spent on it. Uh, probably forty five minutes. Wow. Oh yeah. So a good amount. Good amount. Like consecutively? Uh, no. You could say I over three, maybe like three sessions. Okay. All last night or some this morning? No, all, all yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Right after we finished the podcast, I downloaded it and, and got in. Uh, first of all, kudos to people on TikTok. There's a lot of like really talented, funny people. Um, so that, that was cool. Uh, I think the content is, uh, a lot of it's engaging. Um, I see why the user engagement metrics are so high. I mean, they've built the platform they've decreased the resistance so much that you can easily slip 30 minutes into that without even noticing. It's, yeah. it's more work to close the app than it is just to go yeah. to the next video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you, did, have you heard that somewhere? Or was that, is that you that just came just, up with that? I just, re- I just realized that as he was saying the resistance part. We got to like, that, man. We it all, is, it is more work. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's, you know, Kudos to them for building something like that. Um, it seems like it's full of just teenagers. Uh, lots of makeup tutorials and uh, things that I'm just like are not in my wheelhouse. I just feel weird uh, on the platform. Like yeah. the criticism yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always had for it is it's like it's for 14 year old girls and I walk away feeling the same way. It seems like it's like 14 year old girls, you know, like, well, remember, remember Brandon said it takes three days. I actually remember now that you mentioned that when I first got on, it was a lot of makeup. In fact, the trend when I got on was the, uh, the half face, uh, sun and the half face frost with, Uh with, with a song that went along with it. Huh? Hey, Mr. Uh Zing. Anyway, so I don't see that anymore. None of that ever comes up for me. Yeah. I don't know how to change that. Um, <clears throat> have you engaged with posts like commented, liked, no. anything like that? No. Have you searched? Did no. you search beekeeping? No. <laughs> I did click on the search tool and saw all the suggested things and it was all the same stuff like makeup, 
and teenager. Yeah. So today, today go search for some stuff. Yeah. Um, See, my wife hasn't done any searching, no liking, no commenting. And the feed has all right. It's cut. And she joined TikTok at a much later date than me. And it was interesting because she was coming to me, showing me videos like, oh, have you seen this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's old. And I noticed that when you first get on TikTok, it's like basically showing like the greatest hits. Uh, even like TikToks from like way back that had just gone super viral. It's just giving you a taste, a lot of these different things there. Yeah, I, I do remember seeing a lot of hair stuff at the beginning or just like cosmetics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then, but even and hers like already has. So, yeah. Customized aside. Content aside. Um, I don't want to use the platform. Like, it, well, you have to for one week. It is a waste of time. 100%. 0% useful to a person. No, um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, yesterday I would have agreed after Brandon's analysis of, uh, I, I think it's similar to twi- uh, Twitter. How you said uh-huh. it can be a waste of time, but if you go search for things that you care about, and I think I think it can be educational and. So here's the thing: I think YouTube is also similar in that regard. Oh, totally. There are great videos that like can help you learn about business or whatever. Like, are, are great. the The problem with both of them, all of them, is that they are designed to encourage you to waste time. Uh, and, and YouTube is pretty good at this. You know, they have, their algorithm is, is, is constantly adjusted so that recommended videos, you know, they, they're the kind of videos that are going to pique your interest and get you in and spend more time on the platform. And it's often not to your benefit. And I think TikTok is better at that than YouTube or Twitter, which makes me say like, maybe there's some good content on there, but I'm not going to sink, you know, two hours out of my day for the 30 seconds of nuggets in there. You know what I mean? Um, like you're yeah. taking the approach, you're taking the approach of, uh, I'm an alcoholic, so I'm going to stay away from the bars. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I think I'm not any more prone to slip into this than anybody else. I think we're all equally prone to it. Um, in fact, I just screenshotted something from, uh, a cousin of mine who he posted on Instagram. He talked about how, he uh, he was really uh, happy that he managed to read ten pages of a book today uh, because he he's uh, he's like my attention span is so short I've never been able to read more than like two or three pages of a book and but I read ten today um, and and that's where things are going like I mean I'm I mean I, I'm crossing the threshold into like old complaining man about how the world is today. I do not want my kids on these platforms that are designed to hijack their dopamine system uh, uh, to the advantage of the platform, not to the advantage of my kids. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And frankly, if I'm, if I'm, I don't know, this is, this is for me a big point in marketing, which is I, I, I think for a long time, I mean, there are courses you can take on how to make your app more addictive. Courses you can take on how to get people to do things that they don't want to do. But I think great marketing, for a long time, the good guys, the, the guys who are like, you know, think they're the good guys in marketing. They, they said, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna manipulate people. We're not gonna hijack their dopamine system or whatever, right? And I think that's the wrong response 
the good guys need to say, okay, that's how the human brain works, right? We're just learning how the human brain works. How then can we use those things to do good and to help people do things that they want to do through marketing rather than getting them to do things that they don't want to do. We've talked in the show years ago about dark patterns. I think that's very similar to what's happening here. Um, in fact, conversion rate optimization is a fascinating subject uh, because we start to learn things that we would never have learned otherwise in terms of button placement increases conversion X percent. And basically what you're saying and doing by, by doing conversionary optimization is you are greasing the, the slope and you're making it easier for people to fall in to this thing. And I think that is not good or bad in, inherently, but it depends on what you're getting them to do. Uh, and if you, if, if you grease the slope to get them to do things that are not to their advantage, that's bad. And, and that happens all the time. Um, so I don't know. This is a, like maybe a bigger subject than you guys intended, but I think TikTok has done a fantastic job of getting people to waste their time. And, uh, but all no, entertainment I, is a waste of time then, right? Like, no. like, do you feel the same about Netflix? Um, I think most Netflix is a waste of time, but like, no, I mean, there are documentaries there. There are good shows and works of fiction that make you think. I mean, I remember Jacob, um, read a book, uh, the way of Kings. And he talked about how it like helped him think about something, you know, and Amy read the same book and she like, it impacted her life for the better. That's fine. That's great. You know, entertainment alone isn't mean a waste of time. It's, it's the mindless short term dopamine hits. That's the dangerous thing. But for some like, I guess it's, it's, it's preference then. Cause some people would say, I want to sit down. I want to watch 30 minutes of the office on Netflix. Other yeah. people would say, I just want to sit down. I got 30 minutes of my lunch break. I just want to watch a bunch of entertainment all at Both once. Both of those like, are a waste of time. I think the difference though, between the office, well, I, I think the office is equally a waste of time. And this is, I'm criticizing this. I waste time. Like I'm not saying I don't waste time. Um, the difference though, is that the office doesn't come with these little quick dopamine hits over and over and over. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not training you. I mean, if you take the office compared to maybe something even older and, and you see this, we're, we're on this path towards these quick, fast dopamine hits. And I, I think there's the potential for people to get addicted to that, which is very little effort for a reward and very little effort for reward. So that when, when real life comes along, most things that require, that get you a reward require more effort than what we're being trained to input. And so if you get in the habit of, of that, you know, I could see people saying like, well, that's too hard. I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't know. And again, I, have... this, I don't think everyone falls under this. I don't, I don't mean to say this is a blanket statement. I just think in general, like my kids, I don't want them doing these quick dopamine things. Is it really about, is it really about the platform or is it about the choices people make about the content they're consuming? Because yeah. for Netflix, you mentioned documentaries, which is well, fine. And there's some yeah. educational stuff, but there's also the, uh, depending on what you're watching, if you're, according to you, if you're watching the office, you're wasting your time. Same with net or same with the uh, YouTube, same with yeah. Twitter, uh, depending on how you utilize the platform, it could be beneficial. Yeah. So it's both. It's both. 
for sure. I mean, like there's good content on all these platforms that are definitely a good use of your time. What I'm saying is TikTok is the best of them all based off of what I've seen so far in just 45 minutes of using it at getting you to waste your time. So like Netflix, um, they've got their recommendation engine. That's, that's kind of okay. Twitter, uh, you know, you can, they, you, with the infinite scroll, you can waste some time, but TikTok, I think is the, the slipperiest of them all. Yeah. I, I, I actually agree with that. I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I do think that people have a responsibility to manage their own time. So regardless of whether platforms or CRO is designed to help you slip into that thing, we as individuals need to better prepare ourselves. Yeah. I don't because know. Because it's only going to get worse. It will. You're right. And, um, I, I think we, I mean, we can talk for hours about this, but, um, to some degree, you know, I love we feel like we're morals. in control of everything that we do and think. Right. But I think we'd be shocked if we knew the reality. And I, I don't think we have nearly as much control as we think we do. Um, you know, I, and I, a good example of this, um, I just recently had, I've been on, on every other Tuesday, I have one-on-ones with all my team members and it takes up like, it's, it's like seven straight hours of phone calls, just one after the other. And with this COVID stuff, I didn't want to sit at home and do phone calls for seven hours, especially because my kids sometimes are crazy. So I decided I'm just going to go walk for as long as I possibly can. And I walked all around Lehigh and, um, and so I've done this twice now. The first time I just took random paths. I, it would be like right or left, right, left, you know, whatever. Um, and then the second time I did it and I'm walking like 10 miles. So I'm covering like a lot of ground, making a lot of like right, left decisions. Um, the next time I went, I said, I'm going to start on the same path, but I'm going to just like go wherever. And I ended up accidentally following the exact same path. I would come to a, crossroads that I didn't remember. And I would make the same decision that I made two weeks prior. And so my point in this is, while I think you can break all decisions down to, to external and internal factors, many of which we're not over in control of. And if, if someone can learn what those external and internal factors are, they can get people to do many things. Uh, almost, I would argue anything. Um, now knowing those internal external factors is virtually impossible. We can only hope to know maybe a small percentage of that, but even a small percentage of knowing what those internal and external factors are when it comes to making a decision is extremely powerful. So, you know, I think, uh, for a lot of people, again, not all, a lot of people, the best decision, if you don't want, if you want to use your time wisely is to not even engage. That reminds me, well, a couple of things. One, uh, there's a kind of a trend on TikTok. It's more specific people where they do like a magic trick where they try to read your mind and guess the number in your head. Yeah. And it's like for 80% of the people you're wrong, but for the 20% of the people that you're right. And oh, your thing is, whoa. if I got, if I guessed your number, you have to follow me. Right. And they're getting massive amounts of follows because those 20% just think, oh my gosh, this guy, he's like, this is crazy. Uh, with the psychology, you may not be able to get everyone to do what you're trying to do or get them to do, but you'll get enough to make a difference. 
The other thing, have you guys heard of Quibi? Is that the short videos? Yeah. So at first I I kept seeing these and it's new. It just launched last month. Uh, I I kept seeing these little clips and it felt, it felt like it was fake to me. Like I I just felt weird. I was getting inundated with these and I was like, what the heck is this? They spent a lot of money. Well, they got a billion dollars in funding. Yeah. So they had, they have a ton of money, but they're also creating, uh, they're like a mini Netflix where they're, they're creating their own content and they're using big names, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a short film or a short, I mean, each episode is like 10 minutes long, but it's like a huge production. It's, it's got the same type of budget as a Netflix show. They're using huge names. Uh, that I was also reminded of that where it's like, everything is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and the ease of use is getting better and better and better. I'm wondering if you guys think Quibi has, has the potential to grow legs. I feel like there's a lot of hate for Quibi. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. This is the first time I've talked about it to anyone really? ever. I've never talked to anyone about it. I tried it like, I feel like a month ago or more. Um, there's been a lot of talk about it. I feel like there was a ton of hype because they spent lots and lots of money. And then most of everything I saw on it was people hating on it. But like that doesn't hate mean like the show suck or like these episodes are too short or I mean, what? No, I, I haven't heard anything. They, they, they think it's a, a stupid idea. Oh, okay. What have you heard, but that said? I don't think that means it's dead. Uh, yeah. if they've got a billion dollars in funding. Well, can, I mean, they've got, they've got big names. Back. Disney is backing them. I mean, I, I can't remember the full list, but Disney stuck out to me as, as one of the huge names that's like paying to get yeah. Quibi out there. I've, uh, I've not downloaded it. or I mean, I've, I've been following it since they announced it, and I've been getting ads for forever about it, even before it launched, just like hyping it up. Uh, my worry about it is I feel like that it's just such an odd spot because – you have like super, super, you have super, super micro storylines, AKA TikTok, where basically something happens within three to 60 seconds, right? And like, boom, you got it. Whether it was someone falling or there's a mini storyline, whatever, you just digested that very quickly. I think people like, like, I, I know, I recognize there is a trend where people like condensed formats and stuff like that. Buzzfeed obviously grew its success off of just like, just hyper simplifying everything down to lists and whatnot and very kind of a treating us like idiots, which in a sense we are because there is a part of us where we just like stuff super quick. I think people like being attached to long storylines and having episodes to binge on. And that's why Netflix is so successful. Like I like being engrossed in the storyline and I like not, I like the fact that it didn't end that day, that it, that it goes on to the next day and the next day. And then I have like the show that I look forward to seeing, not necessarily, oh, I just digested the entire storyline on my lunch break. That was interesting. Um, but it doesn't keep me coming back like a Netflix or like an HBO, something like that, where you have long form content. You to become attached to characters and things like that. Well, isn't, yeah. I mean, I mean, Quibi is multiple episodes. Like they have a season, the episodes are just, you know, seven to 10 minutes long. And then you just go to the next, I don't know how many episodes there are. But the other, the other unique thing about Quibi is that it's formatted for your phone. It's not for your TV. It's, I mean, it's literally to watch on your phone and you're, you're seeing, you know, this huge production. I, I've only seen the, the, the ads or the commercials. So that's the extent of my knowledge there. But um, I watched it, a show on it. Well, which one? a couple episodes of the show. Um, it had, dang, I forget his name. SNL Got- dude. Oh, 
Um, Andrew, Andy? Andy Samberg? Andy no, Samberg? No, no. Chris Parnell? <laughs> it was a guy he talks kind of weird. Davidson? No. <laughs> I don't remember his name. They like <laughs> both lose their jobs. They're crazy. And then they decide to do start their own like home renovation show or something. Uh, I saw ads for that. I can't, yeah, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, yeah I need to download. Is it, it's all free, right? I think uh, it's free for a month or something. No, there's a 14 free trial. days. And how much is the days. subscription when it's full price? I have no idea. I don't remember. Yeah, it's I mean, interesting, man. Pull that baby up, man. Because they are, uh, I mean, that, that length of content, you're essentially competing with YouTube, which is like that sweet spot of like five, 10 minutes. And so if I'm going to starting at $5 a month. Mm. Yeah. I don't they know. have a ton of shows out and, and they purchased a, a bunch of um, like Reno 911 is on there. I don't know if it's old episodes or if they're doing new ones. Oh but man. I love Reno 911. I've never seen even one episode. of Really? That. Oh, it's such yeah, a never. funny show. Oh, never. So good. Um, anyway, so I'm interested. I'm interested to see how Quibi does. It's, it's, it is very intriguing to me. And the more I talk about it, the more I'm, I'll, I'll probably download it and try it, especially for 14 days and just, I don't know, give it a try. Uh, something else you mentioned earlier, Paxton, that um, I thought of before you brought it up were, was dark patterns. Uh, one definition I've used for dark patterns is uh, tactics used to make people do something they otherwise wouldn't do, mm -hmm. right? And it's mostly applied to UX design, yeah. Uh, but in my mind, it could be used in, in multiple ways. I brought this up to Chris Daly in the episode where we talked CRO because that's my, that's my point of view with CRO is that in, in a lot of cases, you're making design choices, not just design, but, but alterations to your website or to your app or to your emails or whatever to try and get more people to do something that they otherwise wouldn't have done. And he, well, there's he, a difference. he really they, did, they he did otherwise, like, he did not like that. They, well, there's a difference between they otherwise might not have done versus they otherwise might not have, might not want, which they w don't want to do. Like there's a difference. Yeah. Well, you know? we talked, I, I, no, I, I get that. And, and we talked about like you taking, making the choices and turning left or right. Yeah. Um, for the most, for the most part, I imagine it, it wasn't a conscious thing. Right. No. Right. It wasn't a conscious thing. So if somebody had put up a, some kind of sign or a cone that wasn't there two weeks prior and it changed your mind, that cone made you do something that you otherwise wouldn't have done. If it hadn't right. been there, you would have, yep. you would have gone the other way. Right. So, uh, in, in, I, I don't want to put words in Chris's mind and I'm, I'm, or in his mouth, but I'm, and I'm going off a of memory here, but, uh, I, I think his argument was, it's more of an ease thing. Like they might not have done it because it was too hard. Now you're making it easier for them to do it. You're it's almost like, well, it's I a think service. that's, that's all of our choices. Yeah. You know, like you might argue like, no, I chose to wake up and work out this morning. That wasn't a, a hard choice. Like that was a hard thing. I didn't take the path of least resistance. And I see that argument, but I think, whatever choices we make is actually the path of least resistance. Um, this is a really out there example, but like you look at water flowing down a mountain, right? 
and uh -huh. the path that it takes is just the path of least resistance. That doesn't mean that the path that it takes uh, is not free of resistance. It's just the path of least resistance of all the available options it has. Sometimes water will go up against gravity, right? That's not no resistance. There's a lot of resistance in that. They lo it loses a lot of energy. It just happens to be that that moment at that time, that is the path of least resistance. That is the easiest right. place for it to go. Yeah. And even our hard decisions to go work out, I still argue that is the path of least resistance. So the trick is, as you engineer your life, make it so that everything you do uh, is designed and, and, and you encourage it. Just like Chris Daly, you, you decrease resistance. So if you want to work out, put your shoes right by your bed. Go to sleep in your workout clothes or something like that, right? And each of those things makes it a little bit easier to work out. And so you end up going down the path of least resistance, which is, well, I'm already in my workout clothes. I might as well work out. Were either of you making the argument that TikTok is using dark patterns? It sounds like that. I mean, I guess it depends on how you define dark patterns. I do think TikTok is engineered to get you to spend a lot more time on it than you would otherwise want to spend. To, to be clear, I don't think TikTok uses dark patterns. Yeah, I wouldn't well, say so. I think what's effective- How do you dark patterns? I, I think dark patterns are uh, a form of deception. I don't think people are deceived when they're on TikTok. I think okay. they know- I mean, if, yeah, if it's deception, I don't, I don't think so either. What's interesting about TikTok, and we were talking about Netflix and stuff earlier, and you two would understand this being both Las Vegas guys yourself. Uh, I feel like- I feel like you're more of a Las Vegas person yeah, than well, and both of us. You understand how a slot machine works. And, and TikTok- I mean, I get, I get as, the bait, you put a coin in and you pull, and most of the time you lose what you put in. Like that, is it, is it, is it more complex than that? Well, TikTok is designed like a, like a, a slot machine where you're getting, like there's no end there's a beginning, but there's no end to well, even, a slot no, machine. I actually even disagree because I, I think I think every time you pull the lever on TikTok, you win, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're watching a net, like I watch The Office. There's a beginning and an end, and then I make the decision. I want to watch another beginning and the end. With TikTok, it scrolls like you get that hit of dopamine, and then it's just like one more, one more, ah, one more. One, there's got to be another good one, and there's no end to it. You're never like even Twitter. You could argue, well, Twitter is the same way. Then. Twitter, you're eventually going to start seeing tweets that you saw before. And then your mind says, okay, I think I've hit the end. I'm starting to see stuff that right. I've already seen. Right. TikTok, you will never see the same TikTok again. I think it's, it's more like a casino. Like a casino is designed, you never see the exits. You yep. can't, there's no, no windows, windows to the outside. No there's clocks. no clocks. And there's flashing lights, there's sound, there's food. Extra uh, oxygen pumped into the Yeah, so they the say. Room. But it's just designed <laughs> to in, in, uh, incite a certain behavior. And you can argue, well, you're free to do whatever you want. You can walk out anytime you want. It's like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like no one's holding you hostage, but they're getting more out of you than you would spend if you were thinking about everything you were doing. Yeah, sure. grocery stores are the same way. We're doing, huh? Grocery stores are the same way. Yeah. Put milk so what, in the back, man. Is there anything that as a marketer, I, any of you look at TikTok and say, this is something that marketers in general can take and apply to their own marketing? 
is it, is it, is it just looking at path of resistance? Is that the main key and looking at your own website or whatever and saying, what is oh, yeah. the user intent? How do I get them to point B at a much easier rate? Is that the big lesson or is there something, is there anything more that you guys see? No, I think it's about decreasing resistance, making each step flow so easily into the next step. And then also understanding, um, and this is more on the content creators of TikTok than TikTok itself, but understanding how people think and understanding what, what tickles people's brains, you know, like what, what gets them interested, what, what keeps them sticking around. Uh, and that again, TikTok, I don't think is necessarily good at that. It's the content creators that are good at that. Um, aided by the platform. But yeah, those two things I, th I think are the main overall lessons. But again, I've only spent 45 minutes on the platform, so. Was it an easy 45 minutes or like you had to like kind of force yourself to spend 45 minutes? No, it was easy. Like I felt bad about it. Like I didn't like that I had just spent <laughs> 45 minutes on this thing. Well, that means, that means you're just brave, about. man. No, huh? you're brave. I think, um, I think, I think what, um, what's interesting. Well, I guess one question, are you planning on sticking with TikTok? No, no, he's like, not, not even like going to like do a little, a few more days. Well, no, he's got to give it uh, a week. I'll do, the, I'll do the week, but no, after that I'm deleting it. That can't be surprising to you, Brandon. I feel like Paxton has like, he's very, he holds very strong beliefs about time management. Yes, he I does. I don't understand. Like, I want to see your guys' like schedule and see how you budget, like, budget your time. Like, hey, by the way, have you going? looked up our TikToks? No, I need to do that. Yeah, Jacob Perry, Tech Audit TV. I think those are our usernames. No, you might I have think, something different, Jacob. No, right? mine, I, I think it's my uh, Bocage one. Oh, Boca J, O three. Uh, yeah, check us out. Pax. Zero, us a, zero three. A, okay, zero three. I say oh three. I mean, makes a difference. Like, I don't say eight zero one. I say eight oh one. You know? Yeah. Well, if someone's username was eight zero one, you wouldn't find them. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I agree. TikTok's TikTok is the first app that has ever made me fully aware that, like, holy crap, I have wasted time. Um, because I think there was one Sunday where I was on it more than others. And my wife is like, Oh, um, you have spent way too much time on your phone. I'm like, no, I haven't. She's like, yeah, you've been on TikTok all day. I'm like, no. and then, you know, you pull up like the digital well-being section on your phone. No, I we don't. It, and I, uh, you don't, you look at that. Oh, I ever? Yeah. Uh, well, we had to pull it up just so I was trying to prove her wrong. And she ended up proving You're talking right. about the, the screen time thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know called what it's called. Digital well-being an, on an Android. An Android. That's what. Android that's why is. I was saying no. We Apple don't. Apple has some we don't have stupid name. They probably just came up with like in a minute. But uh, I looked at that and it was uh, two hours and forty-five minutes of just TikTok that day, and I was like, "Holy crap!" That was time that I like. There's so many things I need to get done, and I just wasted almost three hours of that. So then I finally, I now use. Um, the warnings where basically you can go through all the app settings and say, you know, my limit for this app is I get 30 minutes a day. See, my the limit fact for that this. You have to set warnings for yourself is totally yeah. proving my point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. hundred percent. TikTok is like a drug. Uh, it is absolutely addicting. And what Rack. they've done is incredible. Um, 
And so now it's nice because I have a limit on there, but I, I just view it as like, all right, in this moment right here, I know I'm not going to do anything productive. Maybe I'm like waiting in the car for like my wife to go run something. It's like, I got time for TikTok. I, I, I don't have enough time to like get deep into a thought and like take notes on something. So I'm just going to entertain myself for 10 minutes. And TikTok is yeah, fantastic. I, I had Jacob uh, a long time ago said something that I uh, have never forgotten, which is he gets his best ideas while he drives with no music and no podcast. Uh, Jacob said that? I realized like I'm always trying to fill like every second full with, I, I mean, I podcast is what I, I listen to just tons of podcasts. Um, and I never have time when I'm just sitting there quiet. Um, so, so yeah, I would argue still, even that if it's a 10 minutes, that 10 minutes could be better spent just Meditating. being by yourself with your, with your own thoughts. So that brings me to, to the, the last thing that's been on my head or on my mind is, do you think there's any benefit to allowing your brain to kind of shut down for a certain amount of time in the day and just... I mean, what you call wasting time. And I ask because you were talking about the office being a waste of time. And there's this phenomenon with the office in that it's a natural antidepressant for a lot of people. People who, who feel depression mm -hmm. are drawn to the office and it's very therapeutic. There are tons of articles out there um, that, that talk about that. And really what it is, is most of them just have it on in the background. They're not like sitting there watching. Right. Um, but is there, is, uh, in some forms, it's almost like a meditation, being able to just shut your brain down and just like release yourself to the content that you're looking at. And then you stop. I, I mean, I think there is a point where you're crossing a line into like, hey, you've spent, I mean, like two hours and 45 minutes, Brandon. That's, that's a little excessive. It was not consecutive, by the way. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I think, um, and I say this as someone, I watch The Office, so it's not like uh, I'm, I'm trying to say I don't. Um, I find, however, that I don't have, a, I don't get a lot of time to relax in a day. And I find that when I am more intentional and deliberate about what I do with my relaxation time, the more relaxed I end up feeling. And, um, I think there are people who, who, you know, they play video games for like three hours or whatever. And they say, this is my relax. I'm just unwinding. And I would argue you're not, you're not unwinding. You feel like you are, you feel like you're shutting your brain off to some degree, but you're, you're, it's kind of like that story of the deer being fed, uh, hay and they're they're and they, they were found at the end of winter with their bellies full of hay, uh, but they were dead because it contained no nutrients. So I think it has the feeling of and the semblance of relaxation, but it's not truly relaxation. Um, you know, people talk a lot about self-care and a lot of people translate that to just go easy on yourself, just like relax, you know? Um, and I think there's some truth to that, but I think true self-care is what are you going to do that's going to be for the best benefit for you right now? And that may be relaxing or sleeping or something. But I think often it means you're actually putting forth effort. It just doesn't mean putting forth effort at work all the time. And I think people go overboard at work, but going out and, and gardening or, or doing some exercise, going on a walk, those things put require effort. But I think 
provide more medication and help with self-care than watching a TV show or playing a video game. And again, I say this, I play video games and I've watched TV shows, so I'm not like trying to sit on some pedestal here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I, I don't think it's necessarily a matter of relaxation, more of an escape. I think there are plenty of people who do exercise and are very healthy sure. and put effort into self-care who also need that kind of escape from reality to just kind of like get, either get away from their kids or get away from their responsibilities, yeah. but just take their mind away from what's what sure, normally sure. may think, weigh them down. I think there's value there. I think, but I also think sometimes what you're trying to escape needs to be dealt with. And often oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're escaping emotions that it, it does more harm to us by trying to run away from them than confront them and figure out where are they coming from and why am I feeling the need to escape this? And, and then other times it's totally fine. Like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's, really helps it's, to it's, it's cool if you do it right after you get home from your therapist session. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I, I, I think that's a, that's a, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love you, having you on the show, Pax. You always have a different perspective. Someday not different, compare, like weird. Not like different, schedules. like weird. Like, I want to know how you guys manage your time. I feel like that's a good next episode. Talk about time management. You guys have the same number of kids I do. When do you play video games? Like, I don't understand how you do it. They sleep. They sleep, man. They sleep. But like, then you go to bed. They go to bed at eight Uh o'clock. I go to bed at midnight. That gives me four hours of to do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, I view like you got the time with the kids. They go to bed. Then you have some time with your wife. Then I, we, I try to go to bed at 10 so that that would cut back on, on that free time for sure. Yeah. It's, sometimes I'll play like my kids love watching me play a game, which yeah. is awesome for me right now. I know that's not going to last because they're eventually going to want to play, but like there's so sometimes they're, they're, they're watching you play Forza or what? Yeah. Like they they love Forza. So like if they're freaking out and I'm like watching them, I'll be like, all right, you, want, you guys want to go play the car game? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so they just sit right. down and they just like pretend like they're in the car and they're just like cheering me on the whole time. I mean, it lasts for like 30 minutes, but there's 30 minutes of some game That's I got. But but the rest is the rest is after like, yeah, like I, kids go to I bed, we'll up. watch a show and then I might stay up and still play. But then I'm exhausted the next day. So it I never works out. Like, uh, three or four guys whose lives were just totally destroyed by video games. Like, Totally. And so whenever I play a video game, there comes with it just this big feeling of guilt about it to the point where I will not let my kids see me play a video game. Like they don't, they don't watch it. And I just, (laughs) and again, I'm not saying it's the right way. I just like, I associated their, my friend's bad decisions and, and the consequences of that with video games are a bad thing. And if you do it, you're bad. And I still play. So I just feel this big guilt about it. And that does limit the amount of time that I, I play. I usually, really, I just play on my phone is like the only thing that I, I do in video games. But What games are you playing? Oh, man. I don't even want to tell you. It's embarrassing. Clash of Clash Clans, Royale. baby. Clash Royale. Clash Royale is a good game. That's like the only I, thing I play. I don't even know what that is. It's like the uh, Battle Royale version of Clash of Clans. Oh really? Just, like, just like you parachute down and well, it's not as extravagant, but it's just like more like a card one on one matches. It's like you lose, game. you move on to the next match, and then you, you win, you move on to the next match. It just keeps going. Yeah. Did you have a YouTube 
video about that? Me? Yeah. No. Was no it Clash of Clans? No, I did a thing with Market Campus where we basically we hosted a tournament. We yeah, we hosted a tournament in exchange for email addresses. So we collected like 600 emails in a day, and it cost us. Like what game was that? But it was Clash of it was Clash Royale. For, oh yeah, was, yeah. I think it was okay. that for a tournament room. Well, anyway, uh, I think we're at time, and as far as time management goes, I don't know if we're setting up next episode. We kind of. I mean, this, I think this turned into a really, really good episode, but it was not pre-planned. Uh, we had something else I think we were thinking of going towards, but I, I Oh, we got to talk about for this. Trump and Twitter. Oh yeah. That's a good five episode series right there. Yeah. Big news today. You see that? <laughs> you guys see no. you know what I'm talking about? I, I no, woke I up and I just saw a tweet from him and he said something about how like today is a big day for social He's, or something. We're like waiting that. to find out but he's going to be signing an executive order that has something to do with social media and uh, the uh, censoring of right-wing views. Mm. He's really that pissed off that of Twitter corrected his couple tweets about uh, mail-in ballots. Because they added a mean, fact like, check. Yeah. What do you mean corrected? They On his tweet... Below it, they added a fact check where you could learn more about what he had actually, what he said, what the truth was, because what he had tweeted was wrong. And then, that is so well, it wasn't awesome. wrong. It was, it was that it just there was no, there's no substantiation to, because he was saying like, if so we wrong. do mail-in ballot, it's going to be fraud. And and then it was like, okay, learn the facts. There's no studies or proof that says that it's going to be this. Yeah, so I think he's wrong. arguing that like it's his opinion. Like I think. My intuition is it's going to be this, but it, it, it sets it up. So I agree. Like it's, it's a, it's an interesting gray area to where I see both sides of like, well, yours, the way you're saying it president is like, the, it's fact, but we don't know really where it's going to go. And there's no proof either way. So it's like, it's, this well, you know, what's going to happen of, is, is people are going to take the tweet as fact and then they're going to go. Sure. Proselyte, uh, proselyte that it's true. Uh huh. And he's got oh, he's got 120 million followers. Not quite. I think it's like 80, but it's still a lot. He's got like <laughs> 80 million followers. <laughs> a little bit more than I myself. Well, let's talk about this on Tuesday. We'll know more about what the executive order is. Social media yeah. censorship. Love it. Well, yeehaw, baby. All right. Giddy up. Thanks, guys. Have a great Have a day. Good day, guys. See ya. Peace. Bye.